Welcome to the Filthy Dad Pod, a place where three washed-up dads talk sports to the masses in between wiping asses. We are your hosts, Ryan, Derek, and Tom. We will be with you all night covering the sports world, what happened in the NFL Week 14. We got a little we got a little basketball talk to get to. We had a wild weekend. Maybe a little uh, World Cup action, huh? What do you think, Tom? How was your weekend? Weekend was pretty good. Got to watch some great soccer. Uh, some great games and to top it off, some great football today. So uh, I'm pretty excited for this show. Yeah, it was definitely a uh, another wild week. I feel like we say this every week with the NFL is a wild week. D, how was your sports weekend? How was your weekend in general? My weekend was awesome. I didn't catch a lot of sports this weekend. I missed the match, which I was really intrigued on, and I really wanted to catch at least some of it because I feel like uh, the PGA is definitely trying to keep up with the live tour right now. And that was something that I did want to catch. I didn't get to catch a lot of it. I know that Tiger and Rory did happen to lose and they went down to Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. But um, you know, as, as a dad, I had a wonderful weekend, got to spend some family time with my family and I got to watch some Little League basketball this weekend. And that brings me into my first question for you guys this weekend. Let's hear it. In terms of intramural basketball or any sport in general, mm-hmm. if you have a son, which, Ryan, you you do, but, Tom, you're on the opposite spectra of this question. How do you feel in terms of a, ch- you know, a boy going – you know, should they go or or let me preface it this way. Should they go hard on a girl because she's a girl or should they not? And, you know, go at a girl as if they were, you know, an equal. And I hate to bring this up, but, you know, everything is 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 kind of equal now in the world. And my son happened to play, you know, he's playing interleague basketball, which means he plays. He also plays on a travel basketball team, but he also has to play with, you know, teams within the organization. And he happened mm-hmm. to play against he – does, he doesn't have girls on his team per se, but he does He does have to play against, you know, other little girls. And, I mean, listen, these girls, they were tough. They were brute. They were gritty. And I feel like they had that extra edge because they were playing against boys and they were kind of, you know, kind of with my son, who's a little a little on a bigger uh, – you know, he's on, a, he's on a bigger side for his age. Mm-hmm. So, Rye, when it comes to, you know – Say like you know, little Rye, uh, Elijah, Noah. Like, we, how how do you coach that up? How do you teach? Like, what what are we what are we teaching our sons? Like, you know, go with the women. You know, go with the girls. Treat them as equal. And Tom, how do you feel like you know you kind of teach your daughter, or how do you think that boys should you know treat women and or you know girls in that matter? So I would say I, I I'll answer pretty quick. I'm not breeding anything but winners in this house. I don't care who you got to run through. You run through them for two reasons. One, well, it, there, it, it comes with an exception. If if my son's playing basketball and he gets in the post and him and somebody been jawing back and forth and it's another guy, I'm going to say, yo, put your shoulder into his chest. To right. where if he's playing against females, I'm not going to tell him to be as aggressive. But I also, as his father, I owe it to him to say, son, don't you play down to the competition because you think she is not better than you because she's a girl? Because when I was 12 years old, I got fried. Every single Friday 
at Bridesburg Boys and Girls Club, we we would play basketball. And me and this girl were never on the same team. I think her name was Courtney. And she was she was a dog. She would cook every dude on it and she would make you look stupid. So in that sense, I've I've had a female made me look very stupid on a basketball court. And uh I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> I don't want anybody to look silly on anybody else in the basketball court, let alone you get dropped. Hey, listen, it happens. But I've been there. Tom, what are your thoughts on this matter? <clears throat> well, what I'm going to do is first correct Derek because now I have two boys in my household. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, other than that, I'm all about equality, man. Yeah, you're, you're actually you're, – you and Ryan are on both – you know, you're on both sides because you can actually give me, you know, from the male perspective and the female's perspective. So, shoot. So, I'll go with the female perspective. If my daughter or – if my daughter wants to play sports and she wants to play with other boys, then she's got to realize that she's got to live up to the 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 same – try to live up to the same talent as boys. Obviously, we know boys are stronger. So, I mean, they're only going to make her better. So, I'm all for her being as physical. With the boys' side, uh, it's the same exact way, but I'm all about equality. If we're in a world where, like, if, if women want to play men's sports, then they got to be, then they're going to get treated the same way if a man wants to play a woman's sport. So, if Aubrey, so I love Aubrey, but if she were to line up across from like a, uh, let's say she wanted to play football and she lined up across from a fucking 150 pound defensive lineman in sixth grade, you still feel the same way, Tom? <laughs> sure. No. Well, one Aubrey's not gonna Aubrey's not play football. One, it's I, I must have did something wrong because she hates sports. Second of all, you you don't see it's different when you're it's different when you're playing about football because girls don't play. You don't see girls playing on the same team like that in football. The only reason why the only reason why I wait. Right. The only reason why I access is because. I mean, again, Isaiah is – he's one of the bigger, you know, players in the league in the intramural. I haven't seen the travel team yet. And, you know, I kind of told him, dude, you got to take advantage of, of, you know, people that are undersized when you're playing against them. And this happened to be a gritty little girl who – I mean, dude, she was banging with him. And he kind of threw an elbow, you know, and they didn't call a foul, which, I mean, if I was a referee, I would have definitely called a foul. And it was, it was a little – it was a little hard shove. And he knocked her on the ground, scored, and her other play, you know, her other teammate, which was another little girl who was sharp. I mean, the other girl was knocking down shots like it was nothing. Happened to turn around and call him a pussy. So, I mean, oh I, that's all. That's why I only kind of wanted to get your guys' intake because I don't know how to coach that. I don't know how to be. You know, that was that was a, a, a parent moment where I was kind of stuck in the beginning because it's kind of like you know, growing up, we were kind of masculine guys, and we're like, you know. Girls didn't kind of, you know, they, well, you know, me growing up, girls didn't kind of, they didn't line up with me, you know, like that. And just, you know, for a little girl to call him a pussy, I didn't know how to react to that. I'm like, well, I mean, is he the P word because he's going no. a little girl? Like, you know what I mean? I, I just, I, it was kind of like, I was in the middle there. He, the next you, time, tell, next time, tell Isaiah to tell her to get her weight up. Hmm. <laughs> So she could, yeah, could you with the big boys down low, and then she's got to be with the big boys down low. Go ahead, Ryan. Could you imagine us playing football outside 
with heck as the steady quarterback, us versus like Amanda and her friends. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that was my only thing. Like, I've never, I've never really like. Of course, you played with girl, like you know, what what we were called, you know, quote unquote tomboys back in the day. Of course, we played with, but now you have like you know, girl, like, and I, it's just, it just, I, it's like that gray line because I don't know where I can cross when I say girls, girls, like compared to you know tomboys or, but you know we. Like th- these little girls were like kind of like they look like they put on nails and makeup, you know, after the game. Like that was that was the type of girls they was playing. But during the game, they were like, "Listen, we're right at you. Like it is what it is." You gotta you gotta love the competitiveness. I love and the competitiveness, of course. And that brings me into my next point: the Suns should they have acted the way they've done against? The Pelicans, when they, they eliminated the Pelicans last year, and Zion, I mean, the Pelicans were up a bunch of points, and Zion got the crowd rocking with the 360 windmill. How do you guys feel about that? Love it. If you don't want it to happen, stop it. Exactly. Especially from a team that has two of the more cocky players in the league when they're winning in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Because I always see them motherfuckers talking crazy when they're up. But when Luka is cooking them, they don't have too much to say. So when you got a team with two guys that when they're winning, they got attitudes on them and they like to you know, like they like to walk around like like they're the you know best thing best thing since sliced bread. Look, give it back to them. It is big. Zion said it himself. He said, Look, I had to sit down and watch this team eliminate my guys while I was out last year. So so we take this serious. And and it was something that I said I was talking over the weekend. I forget who I said it. I think I posted it on my page. I was like, that's that next game is going to be kind of wild, which was today at 2.30. And I didn't even get to watch it because I got called out on an emergency work call. Yo, Tom, it, Tom. The, the game was in the game was in New Orleans, right? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. So you, at the end of the day, NBA, you want to give the fans what they want to see. And every single fan in that building wanted to see that. You just they they just got butt hurt. They they just got up. They got their asses whooped. Well, who was the first person to say something? Because nobody like when I watched the video, nobody attacked Zion. Like like it was. I know one of the coaches or something came off the bench. Yeah, I, it had it had to be like a Chris Paul because this is how I feel about the situation. And and you know what? Like listen, Rye. I mean, and literally, you know, literally baseball. We played against you. But dude, when we were on the field, no, no offense. I love you. You weren't my cousin. Like I love, oh, I, know. Ri- I love the rivalry shit. Like if I can talk shit to you and beat you and talk more shit to you, or you know lose to you and you talk, that all that does is motivate me more to want to be better at the game. I'm exactly. tired of the buddy system. I'm tired of oh, you know that that's that's the unwritten rule in the book. Fuck the book. Burn it. Throw it away. Let's get some rivalries going again in the NBA, the NFL, the MLB. I love it. I love all that grimy, gritty, dirty shit. And I want mm. it to come back in all of our sports. Everywhere. I like I I fucking agree with that. Cause I could I could say that the best, I would say the best sports moments I've had in my life. We're all rivalry fucking related, meaning whether I these are people that we played against for years or if this is I mean, you guys both been on the field with me. I'm a shit talker. 
whether we're up, whether we're down, I, I got motherfuckers wanting to fight me because of how much shit I talk on the on the field. So I'm right there with you, D. To where Tom, Tom's kind of on the opposite side. Tom don't talk too much, but Tom's very much a silent assassin. He ain't going to talk to you, but he might put you on your head. Oh, and of course. And the thing I love about Tom is if you get him to that point, it even makes the game funner. Oh, yeah. If, if you get if, if you if you can get Tom to that point, then it's like, all right, this game is about to fucking be good. This is about to be a fun game. You know, Tom is going to play his all. He's going to start talking his shit. I love it. Dude, listen, I love all of that shit. Bring it all back into our sports. Every sport, I don't care what it is. That that's why I kind of I kind of like what the Live Tour is doing just just a tad bit. I wish mm. the PGA was more like that. When remember yeah. when Tiger was winning everything and everybody just hated him? We need players like that in the fucking league. We need players right. that hate other players because they're winning every single thing every single year. Yeah. I agree. And 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 it's it's good for it's good for the sport. It's good for the fans. It's good for the, the you know, the, the competition between the two teams. I just think it's great for the league. And, right, that's uh, why everybody in the NFL right now hates our Philadelphia Eagles because they consistently keep winning, and they are 12-1 right now, and we clinched the playoff first. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I love it. Exactly. The Philadelphia Eagles, I was going somewhere else, and I'm going to con- – nah, we're going to touch on the Philadelphia Eagles because, listen, that game was – after what we did last week to Tennessee, it was like against Green Bay, we ran it down their throat. Against um, Tennessee, we passed it, and this game we did both. When we needed to pass and get up, we did. When we needed to fucking churn out some yards and run that clock – I mean, we came out from the beginning with an eight-minute drive, boom. Yo, they said it. The, the second time that they touched the ball and we stopped them then too, bro, the first quarter was over. Our second time touching the ball was in the second quarter. Like, bro, that the, was when the, our second drive. The first drive, seven different people touched the ball. Seven. That's on the first drive, right? There's games where you watch in the NFL that seven people might not touch the ball in four All quarters. Games. Exactly. This way... This is why the reason why I, I think the Eagles are just I think they're the most complete team. I think they're the best team. And I don't think anybody else right now is close simply because this team is they got a response for everything, bro. If they wanted to fucking put 70 in this game, that, that's a easy, easy. They pulled the yo, they didn't even come out with their foot on the pedal. Their first two drives, they ate up 12 minutes and put up 14 points. If they wanted to go and bomb on that team and they didn't take the gas off the pedal, off the, you know, the foot off the pedal in the second half, bro, we almost put up 50 and we were pulling guys. Do you want to, do you want to know what amazes me? I got sad today during the game. Why'd you get sad? I got sad because of our second string safety, Blackenship, Blakenship, who's been absolutely a dog on the field today. And and in previous games got injured. And I was yeah. like, shit, damn, that's a loss to us. Not me not even thinking he's our second string safety. He's in for CJ Gardner Johnson. And I'm team... sad because this guy went down. Dude, they're playing out of their mind. Out dude, BG, like 
Come on, Brandon Graham was all over the place today. The Three sacks. He was. He, he's got to be fifty years old. I've seen Gray in his beard, his hair. I, I mean, Gray in his nutsack, and he just was. He was a dog today, just a complete dog. This I don't want a dog. I don't want to ask. I don't want to ask how you know that. But uh, listen, BG, three more sacks. He got eight and a half on a year. Yo, you're right. He just. I, I and and not only did he have that. What you said, he had a forced fumble too. That that one forced fumble was him, I believe. Yes. That yes. listen, I just yo Jalen hurts. Tom, did you just see? Did you see the way? Fuck the running. He didn't run through a quarterback scramble until the what was it? The first play, of the second half was a ten yard scramble or whatever it was. Like he was in the pocket. He's improved so much as a pocket. He's the, he's the best. He's the best quarterback in the pocket. He yo. He's the it's best not, quarterback in the league. Every, no, I, obviously, obviously, but his stats are number one in everything when it comes to quarter. When it comes to stats inside the pocket, he's number one in everything. Bro, and and what people don't fucking give him credit for is his stats aren't he he's not Mahomes esque in, in in the terms of touchdowns of of and passing not. yards, right? But he listen when it come when it matters. If you watch the game, if you watch every game, every game of Mahomes season and every game of Hertz's season, and you put them two together and you just watch them and you don't know the outcomes, he's the better quarterback. Like, it's not just because the Eagles have more wins now to where that was the crutch coming into the last couple weeks. But with the performance against Green Bay, the performance against Tennessee, and then today, bro, these are three straight games. He could win fucking – he could win offense, NFC Offensive Player of the Week again. Yeah, you want to know three what the touchdowns today. The craziest thing to me is when they went for it on fourth and seven, I was not surprised at all. Like, that's, that's how bad it is. Like, that's how I feel – that's how I feel how good we are as a team. When they went for it on fourth and seven and they got that touchdown with Devontae Smith, I knew that they were already going for it. That was like it did it, it didn't surprise me at all. I'm like, all right, we're going for it. I got to because I know, I know, I know we're capable of getting that. Like this team is they're they're a complete team right now. They're all around a complete team. Yep. Who'd you argue with, Tom? Josh East. I've been arguing with him all weekend about his quarterback. So I, on that pass, I was like, that was a dime from Jalen Hurts. I don't care. I'll argue to the to my deathbed. That pass was I don't give a f I don't care how much love miscoordinated that or misread that. That pass was on the money to Devontae Smith. Yeah. On fourth down, I thought the pass was I thought it was a dime. Yeah, I think he well, put he, it to where only he could get it. Only he Devontae had two dimes. Devontae Smith gets, should get his feet down there. That's that's a kick your left foot down to the ground as fast as you can. Like I don't want to hear that you can't make that. That that is a negative mark on on him for the day because that was a that was a look. I know he's worried about the defender over the top. That's a catchable ball for a touchdown, and that is another thing that is like look at the day that Jalen Hurts had, right? And I want you to think about that pass that Devontae Smith wasn't able to get that second foot down. But then think about the wheel route that he threw to Miles Sanders that hit him right oh. in the bread basket that he dropped. That's a touchdown. That that Yo, with, with Sanders' ability to break tackles, he could be running, still running. That could be two more touchdowns on the board. And, and this is – listen, that's where Jalen Hurts is playing about as perfect – 
a job at, uh, playing about as perfect at quarterback as 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 you can. I mean, again, we go back to the loss against Washington, though. Yo, that loss is. I'm sorry, I don't. I'm not trying to, you know, play this game of taking the blame off the quarterback when they lose. But go look at Quez and go look at AJ Brown on that loss. Like they, they bunch both of, bunch of drops, fumbles. I mean, we we can go on it's, and on. It's not on Hurts, bro. Hurts is Hurts is doing what the hell he needs to do. He's pulling away with the MVP race, in my opinion. Dude, and, today and same now, thing drops. Bro, it's even even with it, bro. I this team, they're in the mid, they're in a stretch right now like we were in in 2017 when we were bombing on the Bears and the 49ers, the Cardinals, the Broncos back to back to back to back. Like that 2017 stretch, that's what we're in right now. Where now we're just bombing on people, which is what we need because this national media wants to keep disrespecting our team. But it's cool. We want them to keep picking the Cowboys who barely get past the fucking Houston Texans. We want them to keep picking the 49ers who they're a good story right now. But I want to see that defense against Philly. I want that team. I know D. I know you got a lot of you're bought into the 49ers as I am too. But I'm not. I'm not bought into them over Philly. I still think Philly is. We'll get into it. We will, we will. So, any any last feel? Go ahead, Tom. I do want to shout out or shout out. I can't even talk. Still, I do want to shout out my man AJ Brown for breaking a thousand receiving yards for the first time since Jeremy Macklin did it. I believe, Rye, you can quote me on the year 2014. 2014. Miles Sanders for breaking a thousand rush yards for the first time in his NFL career. Jalen Hurts for surpassing. 3,000 passing yards, and he's on track for 1,000 rushing yards. Mm. And then my man, Hassan Reddick, for being the first player in NFL history to have 10-plus sacks in three straight years for three different teams. Wild. Beast. Beast how, how, he is he's the defensive equivalent to me for, like, DeAndre Swift. And I know that sounds weird to say, but what I mean by that is a Philly guy that I want it here, they – the other teams just don't seem to like him as much as maybe they should. He comes home and he balls out. He is the tempo guy is balling. I love Reddick. That defensive line as a whole. Listen, I, I, I argued this week with a couple Cowboys fans that I, I'm taking I'm taking our defensive line as a whole, probably over theirs. And with one one thousand percent. Now, obviously, Mike is the best player on the field, but if you're just talking the fronts, people that are steady on the line, I'm taking ours. Easy, dude. We're like a fucking hockey line on our on, on our on our front four. Yes. I mean, our first line is good. Our second line is good. Well, let me, let me let me let me rephrase that. Our first line is great. Our second line is good, and our third line is good. <laughs> like, I mean, it, team, it doesn't matter how you put them. You know, shape shifts or, or, or size, we're going to get pressure, and we haven't even been blitzing as we should, and we're still getting pressure. This team is deep. I don't remember seeing an Eagles team this deep. And in a, it's, it's in a long time. In a very long time. All right. So the Eagles, the Eagles are looking great. They are uh honestly they're they're on their way to they're looking like they're on their way to the one seed. Um name dropping a lion to keep me watching. Well played. Well, we're getting to them, but before we get to the Detroit Lions. Do you smell that? You, you smell that? That smells. That smells like no, 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 no. That smells like money. Is that the? Is that money? Is that the Tom Flynn lock of the week? 
I Tom. hope he lined your pockets, people. Cash out Cincinnati Bengals minus 5.5. We gave it to you Thursday. It's a lock. Tom, how did you know, brother? How? Just just bless us with your greatness of these locks that you give us each and every week that just line our pockets. Rawr. <laughs> You knew, like I said, Joey Burrow playing in the jungle. Joey Cool, Jamar Chase back for the second week in a row. Deshaun Watson doesn't look good, throwing the ball 42 times, 276 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 96 yards. That boy, Jamar Chase, 10 catches, 119 yards with a tutty. Joe Burrow is the hottest quarterback, well, other than Jalen Hurts. He's the hottest quarterback in football right now. The Bengals are the hottest team in the AFC. They're just knocking on the door, and they're just here to tell Derek that he fucked up and he disrespected him. Ooh, direct shot. <laughs> D, why did you disrespect the Bengals? Why do you got Tom I mean, so I mean Tom, listen, Tom, if you want me to eat crow every time we get on the fucking podcast, when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, I am going to eat crow. Because I thought they had the Super Bowl hangover. Listen, they don't. They're a great team. The line is finally starting to protect Joey B. He's starting to get the passing game going. Joey Mixon is back. You got the two-headed monster, two-headed monster, and Mixon and Samaj P. Uh, P. Ryan. They're they're a great team. But the only thing I have against this team, you know, against this game, is why is Deshaun Watson? Who I, you know, this is his second game back, throwing the ball 42 times, and Nick Chubb not running the ball 42 times. I'd rather Nick Chubb, I'd rather give the ball to Nick Chubb 42 times and give Deshaun Watson 14 attempts, which Nick Chubb got, than allow Deshaun Watson, who hasn't gotten into his groove yet, you know, who's just getting back, throw the ball 42 times. That's just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. You know where I you know where I live on that side of the spectrum, D. I want I want Nick Chubb touching the ball 30 times a game. And it, when they do it, they have success. And when they don't, dude, they don't even know what the fuck they're doing there. They brought they brought Jacoby Brissett in in a red zone play to try to trick the fucking Bengals defense. Like, and he threw an incomplete pass, and that was his one pass attempt for the game. I thought they benched him. I looked in red zone real quick. I see Jacoby Brissett throw a pass. I'm like, uh-oh, why is Watson not in the game? And then I look, and it's like, oh, maybe they were trying to trick him. I'm like, yeah, if bringing in your backup quarterback to throw a pass, a regular-ass pass, is, is your version of a trick play, maybe you need to go call Cincinnati. Who hit a nice trick play with the flea flicker, Tom? Did you like the flea flicker? Was that when you knew? Was that when you knew the Tom Flynn lock of the week was finally going to take a turn in the right direction. Well, Ryan, to be honest with you, I knew the Tom Flynn lock of the week was a lock when I picked it. <laughs> all right. So since Tom just wants to eat in all the glory and get all the recognition, right? I'll, I'll quite, I'll, you know, I'll answer your question about the flea flicker. The flea flicker was the most average flea flicker I've ever seen in my life that, I mean, it wasn't even like, it wasn't even a trickery play. Like the per, you know, once he got the ball back, Joe Burrow, and he 
threw the ball. I mean, his receiver couldn't have been more open than than anything. I mean, like like a like a twenty four seven convenience store. His receiver was wide open. That was it. Wasn't even a trick play. It was like the Browns just gave up. Like, okay, we already know what our season holds. Let's just lose, you know, and and just you know just give up on a season, basically. Yeah, but you're, you're again. This, see, this is what I'm talking about, right? This is the boy Derek disrespecting the Bengals every chance he. Gets. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it could be the most average flea flicker. It was a flea flicker out of shotgun, and if you look at the play slowly, once he gets the ball, every every defender crashed. They crashed the line. All he did was flick it back. He so that the play worked to perfection. The play is so the running back runs up to the line. Everybody crashes the box. He flicks it back, and the receiver is wide open. Exactly what happened. The play the play was absolutely perfect. Stop disrespecting the Cincinnati Bengals. Stop disrespecting Joe Burrow. And to mind you, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins both get hurt today? They did. And that's the point, Tom. The, the point is, he threw it to this... a guy to a number to a guy wearing number sixteen that nobody knows. That got passed. Want to know why? Is, the why is because everybody assumed that they were going to run the ball, and Joey Burrow said, "Nah, dickhead." Listen, Joey yeah. Cool Cuts. Jo- jo- you know, I call him Joey Cold Cuts because you, you you claim that he's Burr ice cold in his veins. You know, ice in his veins. Tom, if they make the playoffs, I guarantee you right now, and I'll put a thousand Jeopardy points on the line. They are not making it out of the first weekend, Thomas. Lock it up. Lock it in. I don't care if they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs again. They're winning the first oh. round. They're going to have to play a wild card team. Hold on. So who, who's the wild card team? Because they're going to win the division. Who are they going to play? The Baltimore Ravens? I mean, right now it's looking like they'll probably play the Dolphins. Do you think they're beating the Dolphins? Absolutely. At the jungle? Absolutely. You're crazy. You're you're at crazy. the jungle where Joey Burrow is now five and one. Absolutely. Would you have too much to drink or too much to, to smoke, Thomas? Stop it. Stop. Just like you Stop think on. the Miami Dolphins are winning tonight, Derek. Doesn't matter. Miami's not going into the jungle and they're not beating the Bengals. Whoa. All right, we'll see. Only the season will tell. But I don't I don't I honestly don't think that the, they, they are the Bengals of last year. I don't. They're the Put better Bengals of last year. No, they're not. Um, Stop it. They got, like you said, they got an offensive line now that's protecting Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow didn't get protection at all last year. This is the scary Joe when he had three seconds to throw the ball. Where was this line in the beginning of the season, Tom? They were nowhere. I don't know. To everybody found. everybody so meshed in together. Cry. See, you're worrying about the beginning of the season when they started 0 and 2. At the end of the day, they're now 9 and 5. And they're the number one team, I'm pretty sure, in the AFC North now. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you start, Derek. What's it matter? Always matters where you finish. You're right. You're absolutely right. When I'm talking, you don't cut me up. You don't cut me off. All right? You let me talk, (laughs) and then I let you talk. The Bengals stink and lock it up. (laughs) Damn, so not only is he coming at your team, but he's stealing your fucking slogan here. Tom. By the you way, I lied, Derek. Happen, the, the, the the Ravens beat um the Ravens. They have the same record, and the Ravens beat uh 
the Bengals. So the Bengals are still a wild card team right now. And the Ravens stink. Exactly. That's why they play at the end of the year. And the Ravens will beat the Bengals. Lock it up. <laughs> whoa, 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 Another whoa. thousand Jeopardy points there, Derek. Boom, whatever you want on it. Listen, I, I think that, right, I think I think this I think Buzz Derek's it's time to take advantage. I think it's time. I think it's time for for the question, Derek. How much have you had to drink today? I had a few. I had a few. You know, because in in, in in a reasonable time, I had a few. But I'm fired up. I'm fired up because I'm tired. Listen, right, woman. It was just me and you on this podcast. I ate crow. I ate crow about the Bengals. But I'm tired of Tom trying to stick this team down my fucking throat. I don't think they're that good. They've been winning a couple games. But do I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl again? I do not think they are going to the Super Bowl again. And what's that's great, why I though, stand on that. What's great, though, is nobody thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl last year, neither. But this idiot, true. this idiot, this idiot continue wants me to, he wants me to come on this podcast and stuck my, you know, stick my tail between my legs and say, oh, Tom, you were right about the Bengals. I do want to give Tom credit. The quarterback who he's calling the best in the league outside of Jalen Hurts is throwing to a guy. Now, I want everyone to take notice of this area right here. Yeah, right here. I'm going to cut my camera off. Tell me this dude don't look like a thumb. This dude, and this is the only way I figured out how to do this, so forgive me, but this dude makes Peyton Manning look like he got a fucking small forehead. (laughs) And this is who Joe Burrow is throwing to, guys. But no, listen, I love the back and forth. So are we doing a thousand Jeopardy points? I whatever Tom wants to do. I'll do a thousand Jeopardy points, whether they make the playoff or I mean if they win in the first the first the first playoff game, if they win it, wild card game, whatever. Write or it down, I'll, Rod. I'll, I'll, I'll even do the Ravens game because I don't. I think the Ravens will be. No, nah, let's let's keep it to round. Let's keep it to their first playoff game. Whether All right, they get first the playoff game, not. they'll lose, which I I do think they do, Thomas. Okay, so Write what if down, they Rod. win this? I am. What if they win the Super Bowl? What's the if punishment? they win the Super Bowl? Then I'll come. You know what? I'll shave my eyebrow, Thomas. Oh, one. No, because they're not winning Super Bowl. The Eagles are winning Super Bowl. No, they, right, they well, get let, let, let's 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 do the wager on the podcast right now. Don't be afraid, Tom. Go ahead. What is the it? Eagles are a team. All right, so let's do this. If the if the Cincinnati Wait. Bengals win <laughs> the Super Bowl, I'll shave both of my eyebrows. If they oh. lose, Tom, <laughs> the next round of golf that we play together, you have to play in spandex. Oh. <laughs> I the if one of the greatest chicken, memories. You know what? You know what? You know it. what? If your chicken say it, you know what? Lock it in. Right, whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait, wait, wait! What is it? Hold on. What is the bet? If this, if the Cincinnati, I'm shaving the eyebrows though, Derek. If the Bengals what? Shave my eyebrows on live. If they what? If the if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, make the Super Bowl. Yeah, they have to I make think, it. Okay. Let's do make the Super Bowl because I don't think they're okay. making it. No, I don't they think don't... they're making it neither. No, no, Tom. We already made the bet. It's already locked in. Yeah, the if bet they is if, they, if the Bengals make the Super Bowl and they win, I shave Derek's eyebrows. If the Bengals no, no, make they don't, the they, don't, they don't even have to win. They could just make it. If they make it, you get to shave both of my eyebrows and my beard if you want to, whatever you want to do. If they lose... 
You have to play a full round of golf in spandex. All right. So if the Bengals don't make the if the Bengals don't make the Super Bowl, then the bet's yeah. off. No, no, no. If the Bengals don't make the Super Bowl, you have to play a full round of golf in spandex. That, that's the think they're going to the Super. Bowl. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. Dude, I'm, I'm offering my eyebrows and my beard. No, right. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. If the Cincinnati Bengals make it to the Super Bowl, right, Tom would have won the bet. Although Tom doesn't really think. Let's do it like this. If the Cincinnati Bengals make the Super Bowl, Tom, you get to shave Derek's eyebrows. If the Cincinnati Bengals do not win a single playoff game, because Derek also said that in round one, they're going to get eliminated. If they Correct. do not win a single playoff game, Tom, you play an entire round live streamed from the GoPro on my, on my forehead in spandex. Now, what okay. if the, but now what if the Bengals do make, what if the Bengals do win the first round of the playoffs? There's a, there's a gray area in between where you both, get off off the hook it, there's a gray area in between and if they fall in between that you both shave your eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> no we both play around the golf in spandex yeah right, we yeah. Both, right, play around both and i play in regular clothes but i'll have the camera <laughs> all right sounds good all they, right also let's i just want to say i just want to say i i, I made the bet and I'm looking at the comments. Jason Avery did say that Tom said lock it in. So, I mean, it should be booked, but I'm going to let it slide. It's – I think that the bet is fair because if the – listen, Tom, you've been on the Bengals, bro. Don't back down now. Yeah, but I, I don't have them going to the Super Bowl again. But, but you, you have called them the you best have, team. You have me eating crow every time I'm on a fucking podcast when you're on. You talk, Oh, you're the talk- Bengals are good, Derek. Don't disrespect The best team in the AFC last year was the Titans, and they didn't make the Super Bowl. That doesn't make they sense. They were Just not the best team. They had the best record. There's a which, me, which makes them the best team. Stop it, Tom. No, it don't. I, the, people have been telling me for the last fucking eight weeks that the, the best Titans, record doesn't I, the make Titans you the best team. Think. But the best team is the best. Like right now, the Eagles are the, are the best team in the entire National Football League. But not I mean, because if, you, of if, you, if you ask 100% well, I, of America, our, Not because of the record, only, but also, yes, because of the record. They're 12-1. and one. What team's better than them? But, Tom, it doesn't matter. If you ask America right now, I bet you only about 45% would say Eagles are the best team right now. 45. Well, if 45% I, I, say us. De- definitely more than 50% that, of America would say it. I do not. No. I, I do not agree with that. Yes. Oh, number what? one, America's team is like, Dallas. And, I mean, Dallas have, isn't too far behind us in terms of record. No, Dallas fucking sucks. Don't bring me – don't, yo, don't bring up the fucking $40 million game manager, Dak Prescott, who only beat the Texans today because they're purposely trying to fucking lose football games. Ain't nobody. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, we put the, – the Houston Texans play tough against us too. That's what Dallas fans said to me today. Oh, well, you guys barely squeaked out. I'm like – I mean, we won by two touchdowns. Listen, right, right. I'm not okay. the only thing that that gets me so fucking mad. Listen, the only time in that entire football game against the Texans that we were losing was when they went down the field and they scored in the opening drive. We went down the field when we got the ball in the opening drive and we scored. 
After that, we've never gave up the lead. It was tied 14-14, and then that was it. We never gave up the lead. The fucking cow had were losing the entire game until there was two minutes left in the fourth quarter. There's no comparison to that game. All right, well, well since we're on this game, let, let, let me just ask you, the guys, you guys this question right now. Did the, Houston, did the Dallas Cowboys lose the game, or did the Houston Texans lose the game? Or did I say that wrong? Did the I know Dallas what you mean. Cowboys did Dallas win the, win the game, game or did or no, did Dallas Houston lose Dallas the game because the, they wanted to? Dallas won the game because Houston gave it to them. I, 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 I 1,000% agree on this. And I get where Rye was saying with the field, and like like me and Rye were arguing back and forth, and it wouldn't have mattered, which I agree with Rye. It probably wouldn't have mattered, but going from the one yard line to the twenty four, the twenty five yard line, if they would have kicked that field goal and kicked off the touchback, the play calling would have been different. So because the play calling would have been different, that they were back so far up on the one yard line, it's like you said, I don't know. What play call on if it would have been effective, but I no. do agree no matter what. No, you, I do think you, the Cowboys not, were gonna you're not gonna convince anybody that even with the play call and being different, that Dallas, who drove from the one, wouldn't have driven from the 25. No, that's that that's why it. I'm saying I agree once, with you. One okay, okay. Once Houston, once Houston didn't I, I'm with I'm a hundred percent in favor of what Houston did. Going for it. I don't like the play calls. I don't like handing the ball off to fucking Rex Burkhead. And then you try running a speed option with fucking long neck. And he goes the wrong way. He don't even run the right way. The speed option's to the right. And he has him. But he, he goes the wrong way. And by the time he turns around, the defender gets the angle. So now you got long neck. If maybe if he would have fucking bit the ball and stuck his neck out, it's a touchdown. But he tries <laughs> making a play. He doesn't get there. And because they they don't give a fuck. And Lovey Smith, at the end of the day, I feel like Lovey Smith is just trying to see what he got. And him and him and the Texans owner got either either this is like just a bridge coach. Hey, Lovey, let me pay you for a year or two. Get here until we get right. Or if it's Lovey, you got this thing going forward, and Lovey's just like, okay, I need to lock up C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or whatever quarterback I want to get. And in order for me to do that, I'm going to fucking take third and three, and I'm going to give the ball to Rex Burkhead. So they they that that was frustrating because it's 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 a big it's a big dub for the Texans if they pick it up, and it's and it almost locks up the one seed for us. That's what I, um, That's literally what yeah, I was I mean, just thinking about. It's literally crazy that, like, not even for morale purposes. Like, can you imagine it's 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 what you would call the Texas Bowl. You have two Texas teams playing against each other on you know a Sunday football, and you have a chance to be a seventeen and a half point underdog. I don't even know when the last time that happened in the NFL. I I didn't, I didn't look up the stat, but to go in and beat Dallas, you know, in Dallas. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that probably saves a couple of jobs. Who mm-hmm. knows? So for them to just turn it in like that, it was kind of depressing for me because it's like I, I really was – and even watching the Eagles game, we were up like 41-14. I'm like, I don't even want to watch this game anymore. Just put on a Dallas-Texas game. Like That's where I was at because yeah. I was watching on a national televised, you know, Fox Sportcast or whatever. And I'm like, just, just turn it to the Texas game. Turn it to the Texas game. And I'm glad they didn't because I was kind of watching on ESPN – um, you know, game cast, and I just seen just just 
And, and Tom, you were kind of, or I think it was Tom, just texting in the group talking about how Dak was like already at the 50-yard line, already in field goal position. It was like, all right, this game is, is over. Like they were just driving the ball way too easy. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to summon some uh some <laughs> bad mojo for Dak for sure. Um, All he said was patience. Patience. Because it's <laughs> Dak. Listen, look, at the end of the day, did the Cowboys beat the Texans? Yes. And what have I said on this show a million times? A win is a win is a win. So as a team, they get okay, you won. Look. We've been there, but now this is this is every time a Cowboys fan looks at me and tells me, "Well, you guys struggle with the Colts." Well, guess what? The Colts are much better than the Texans, and you guys struggle with the Texans. That's why I say, and Derek, you're always saying any given Sunday, Tom, you say the same shit. It's the league is too good, but like just going and looking, Dak. I watched every. I watched all Dak's throws that he made today. I went back and look. I went back and watched the throws again after the game. Right. This dude is – if this dude is not the biggest fucking – he's like – he legit has turned into a slightly – I won't even call him better at this point, but I maybe slightly better Jimmy G. He – this dude is hand the ball off, manage the game. Bro, no, Kirk, Kirk makes throws that you're like, holy shit. But then he makes decisions where you're like, what the fuck? To where Dak doesn't typically make too many of those decisions, but today he did. Today he made through two bad pick, two bad throws. Both were picks. He made another throw that should have been a pick. I counted fucking. He count. He threw. He had five good throws that I counted, and three of them came on the last drive, which is the most important drive. But he had a decent throw to Noah Brown, but even that was a prayer. That was what he just threw it up, and Noah Brown came back to the ball. He got a penalty, still made the catch. He made a good sideline throw to Gallup, but Gallup got lit the fuck up because he caught that. So it was a good – it was a dime, but you put your you know, you know put your receiver in a bad spot. He made a good throw to Dalton Schultz, which that bomb dropped in the end zone for a touchdown. And then he threw another dot to Noah Brown, another dot to Dalton Schultz uh, for, you know, on a, on a game-winning drive. Bro, he threw four. I'm not counting that first one to Noah Brown that was underthrown and he got a penalty. He threw four good passes today. Four. Like, outside of that, go watch. Everything is a fucking dump off. This dude is just check down king. Check down king, bro. It's, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's crazy because the Dallas organization just as a whole – They've always been content with like okay, they have a couple good seasons, whether it be the defense or the offense, and they just they don't want to move on to the next thing. Like they feel like okay, we have what we have and we can make it work. And it just it's always stagnant. Like, I mean, the Eagles have made more changes at multiple positions than the Cowboys have in recent, you know, in recent years. And it starts with the quarterback position. Like we had Wentz. And it was kind of like, all right, I mean, you know, Wentz, it's just his time. His time is up. And I feel like the, the Cowboys have never done that because they always feel like, okay, we can get it going with this guy. Like, we can get it going with this guy. Like, this is it. This is our guy. This is our guy. This is our guy. And I'm all for that. Like, saying, all right, this is our guy. Let's rock with him for a couple seasons. But just like Tony Romo, he could never get it done. And I feel like they're just in that same pattern with Dak. Like, he's never going to get you to that next step. Like he's just he's just not elite. He's not an elite quarterback to me. No, he I I don't know, bro. They're they're and and they're a big reason. They're starting to fall into that. Like like I've been I've been saying how I don't believe in the Jets. I don't believe in the Giants. I don't believe in the Seahawks. They were my three like fraud teams. And then the Vikings are slowly 
turning into like I, again the Vikings. I will always say I fucking I'm jumping off. I jumped off that bandwagon when when I seen that they were at the top of their fucking peak because now they're crashing and they're going to continue crashing. But Dallas is like. I had a lot of respect for Dak coming into the year. I thought Dak was coming off of a tough injury last year, and and he still played pretty good. But then this year, it's like I know he broke his hand, but listen, I'm always, I'm always, always, always. It's going to be one of the most. There's going to be three certain things on this podcast. It's going to be death taxes and the fact that I will always go back to how you motherfuckers treated us when we had Carson Wentz. So when it comes to the injuries and when I talk about Dak and how much of a bum he's been and people want to try to play the injury blame game or the wide receiver blame game or the O-line blame game, no, because we didn't get that privilege in 18, 19, and 20. So it's like you got to play better. You got the money. You got paid. You got to play better. And right now he's playing like shit. For real, for real. Um, he he had a 70. His rate was like a 70, like 70 something. Dude, Jay Cutler's career QB rating was an 85.3. So he played like, and Jay Cutler is a fucking bum. He's not even Jay Cutler today, but they get out with a big win. So we can't even, we, we can't kill him too much. You know who else got out with a big win? And I called this coming in, and I've been back on this team. I got back on. I went. I got my coffee, D. Remember, we talked about this. I got back on the fucking train. I tracked them down, and the Detroit Lions stay hot. They beat the Vikings. Roar! Tom, can we get a roar from you, please? Yo, I could give you multiple roars. But let me me ask you guys a question, and it's going to touch base into this game. You ready? How amazing do you think to be in college, right, and you tear your ACL, you're still a high draft pick, you get drafted, you don't even know if you're going to come back this year. Uh, everything goes good, rehab's great, you get back, you're off IR, you get back, you play You play some football, you're back in the NFL for the first, well, you're in the NFL for the first time in your career, and your very first catch is for 41 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, how much do you think Jamison Williams soaked that moment in? Oh, I mean, that's 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 what you wait as a wide receiver. That's what as a football player that that gets the ball and has a realistic shot to put it in the end zone. I'm not talking about linemen, but it that first time that first time you to, I remember the first time I scored a touchdown in fucking flag football, bro. I could imagine scoring my first time in the NFL. Like I celebrated like I won a like I won the Super Bowl and I got like a two-yard flat route that didn't even matter. <laughs> that was, Dude, this, this, only, this only makes me believe in this Lions team more seeing that catch. I mean, that, that was his first catch. He's, he's, he's going to start get going. And then you have him on one side, Amon Ra on one side. You have DJ Chark. I mean, this team is they're, – they're headed in the right direction. And it's right. sad because I, I keep bringing this up. Ryan has been on this team since week one. And this is the team that he kind of expected, and I kind of got on the bandwagon. I was I was late to the bandwagon, but I mean, I, I it was after they started losing so much because I seen they were in game so much. Mm-hmm. And this team, dude, I, I'm excited for next season. Even though I'm, I'm with Rye, Lions are going to the playoffs. They are going to the playoffs. I'm on the train with Rye. Me and him choo, are choo. on. The lion train, raw, raw, raw. I think, that, but next season, I'm so 
I, I'm so intrigued to see what their season will be like next year. And even Jared Goff, being who he is, who we thought, like, uh, you know, Jared Goff is just Jared Goff. Dude, he threw for 330 yards today, three TDs. Like, Jared. no interceptions. And that, that's the key word. Zero interceptions. Jared Goff. I under I know I know that the Rams won that trade. I, I'm very much aware that the Rams won that trade. But Jared Goff is looking like he's found a spot where where this team is right. Re- Look, the one question for Detroit was quarterback. Now I don't think that Jared Goff is the I I'll go on. I, I don't think he's he's the quarterback of the future. Because at the end of the day, he's still this is a nice stretch that he's on. He's having a good season, but we still have to look at the bigger body of work, and we know what Jared Goff has been with with talent. But this is this is like the the expectations in in LA were just immediate. It was immediate. They had such a good team. They got Ramsey. They got Donald. They got all these players. So it's like we must win now. To where Detroit, he's got a lot of young guys. He's got a lot of guys that aren't ready to win you know, a Super Bowl or anything just yet. And they got a great, they got great draft fucking, they're set up good for the future. So to where I, I feel like I like Detroit because in a lot of ways they remind me of Philly. Like they're they're tough. They got a quarterback that could potentially come out of nowhere and fill a void that they thought they had. They got a solid roster. They got a good coach that the players seem to believe in. They got a little bit of money moving forward. They got some good draft stock. Like, they could do whatever if they decide that fucking if if the Rams keep losing and they decide that Jared Goff they're willing to ride with him for another couple years like they could just take that pick and go put somebody on the opposite side of uh, Aiden Hutchinson and now you got one of the best defensive lines in the league for years to come. Like, yeah, but right, that's that's why I'm I'm really interested on. Did they? Re- do you think the Rams really won that trade? If, if the well, Lions they won. Become, yeah, they get they won a I mean, Super Bowl. I mean, that's they just they the won a right Super there. Bowl. They that's they won all. a Super Bowl. But did they did they you know did they throw their whole future in for just yes. one Super Bowl? Yes. And I, and I mean that's that's the end goal for everybody. But you know, say say the Lions, and this is just hypothetical. And I mean, you know, best case scenario for you know friends like Jason A. Avery. What if the Lions go on to win you know maybe two Super Bowls in the next? Eight years per se, just just in the next eight years. So, who would you say won that trade? Well, I mean, then at that then point, the pendulum, the pendulum swings, and it's it's Detroit's win because that pick, if that pick leads them to whether it's golf or they draft they draft someone. All right, else. so so let, let me let me put you in a GM seat right now. I'm I'm just gonna throw you in there. You just tell me what you're gonna do. You have the third overall pick via the Rams. And you have the third time. Uh, let's go probably a little bit deeper. Fifteenth overall pick as the Detroit Lions. What direction would you go in at that point? Um, I mean, third overall pick. If I'm not getting, like, do you do you trade both mm-hmm. picks? Go to number one and get one of those top quarterbacks, or do you say, mm-hmm. you know what? Let me try. Let me try my luck with Jared Goff. Jared Goff and trade back and get more assets in this draft and you know draft I look, future drafts that come. I look at I look at um I look at San Fran. I look at a team like San Fran. I look at a team like Philly. I look at teams like um the Jets who I thought the Jets were, but teams that are able to build a roster to where 
the 49ers should be and again even the Eagles cuz the 49ers they they came in the same way we did. The 49ers and Philly kind of came in this this season the same way. They both had quarterbacks that were on prove it years like Trey Lance is a young guy but they needed him to prove it and then it even turned back to Jimmy G who still needed to prove it so it was just like okay we're a little bit unsure at the quarterback situation but the rest of this roster is legit and if these guys don't get it going this year we're moving on from them and we're getting somebody else and now like for at least for you know Philly's standpoint it's we got our quarterback of the future regardless of what happens the rest of the season Detroit can very much spend some money in the offseason, secure up some of these guys, go see what's in a free agency pool, use both of those picks and not even touch a quarterback and and get if the top two quarterbacks go off the board, go get a Will Anderson, go get the defensive tackle, go get another defensive stud, build that defense up more because that defense is rolling now, but that defense is the weak spot. The offense is loaded. The offense is loaded with young talent. They're at every position, they they need another tight end. They might need a little bit of help on offensive line. But if they put a defense together there and that defense can catch up to where that offense – that offense is seventh best in the league before today's game, and they put up a shit ton of points today. That offense, if this team had a defense, if this team had Denver's defense, this team is undefeated. They haven't lost a game yet if they got fucking Denver's defense. And I don't even know if that's a true stat, but I'd be willing to bet that they're at, that they're undefeated or they got one loss. If you put this offensive stats with Denver's defensive stats, you build a defense here in Detroit, which is what they seem to be doing. Again, today, they gave up 10 in the fourth, but they hold a Minnesota team who has the second best record in the league to 23 points. That's impressive. I think I think so. So my my final answer and I'll kick it over to Tom is I'm keeping those picks. I'm staying where I am. Maybe I'm moving up from 15. If I could package something and get up into to the top 10 again, grab two defensive players, and I'm building around it. I'm, I'm trusting that my roster is deep enough, and Jared Goff continuing to play the way that he plays, which is just protect the ball and take advantage when you can, that team's going to be nasty. Tom, what do you think on this issue when I put you in that GM spot in terms so, of picks and assets? So quote me if I'm wrong. Let, let Last year's draft pick that they got from the Rams was the twelfth overall pick. Think so. Where they got Jamison Williams. So right there, they got their future wide receiver alongside Amron St. Brown. Uh, I'm going with Ryan. Um, I'm keeping Jared Goff. He's done nothing, in my opinion. I mean, he's done nothing but prove that he can lead Detroit's offense and he can score points. The weakest spot is their defense. They're horrific, other than. Aiden Hutchinson and Jeff Okuda. Um, I'm probably keeping the third overall pick. You said you give you're giving me hypothetically speaking. Um, I'm drafting like the bet probably like the the best defensive player that's on the board. 100 percent is getting drafted, and then the 15th overall pick. I'm probably trading back to stack more draft picks just to draft more defense, and then I'm also probably going to acquire. I'm going to look to acquire something in free agency depending on who's a free agent. Or I could trade that 15th pick for a stud defender like the Eagles sort of did with uh, A.J. Brown. Sean, uh, listen, I don't don't disagree with you guys uh, because if you look at, you know, their regular season record, even if you're just looking at score-wise, 
The only teams that they really lost lost to, in my opinion, would be New England, in which they lost twenty nine to zero. Which, if you kind of look at their look at their games played, that that was kind of a fluke score. And in, in, in my opinion, they lost to Dallas twenty four six. But even if you look at some of these better teams, they lost to Miami thirty one to twenty seven, which I believe that was at the end of the game. Uh, they lost to the Buffalo Bills, who are one of the you know top offenses in the league. 28 to 25. So that was nothing but a field goal game. Uh, they lost to the Eagles, who are the best team in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then they lost to Minnesota the first game, in which, again, Minnesota won at the end of the game. Detroit was actually winning that whole game. So I, you know, I actually agree with you guys. Okay. I feel like they just keep the core of their guys together, maybe get some veteran presence in there, some guys that can win, you know, late game situations, whether that be in the trenches. Or you know, in late game stretches, I feel like this team is actually pretty decent. And if you add some defensive players in the draft, which just this draft is pretty stacked with defense, uh, they they should be a top team in at least the NFC next year. I agree. Um, so I want to take real quick. Sean said better draft a cornerback. Justin Jefferson is still running. Well, Justin Jefferson does that to majority of the corners in the league. A lot of them. He's done it to every fucking team except for three this season. Uh, but still, Justin Jefferson didn't get the dub. So I would take the Detroit Lions cornerbacks for the win. And since you're here, I'm gonna jump right into your squad because I do owe you a I do owe you a little bit of an apology, Sean. I said that your team was dead in the water and that you guys weren't going to make the playoffs. And I should have known that the Steelers really, once it came down to that, a nice defense, but their offense is putrid still. Um, And luckily for you guys, you got to see a whole lot of Mitch Trubisky today. So the Ravens pick up a dub 16 to 14. It was a big win for them to stay in the AFC playoff race. Um, And for for this week, I'm eating some crow, as Derek likes to say, with the Ravens fans that I know because I came down on them pretty hard last week. But still, this team without Lamar, I, listen, it was a nice dub versus Pittsburgh. Okay, I'm not going to take anything away. That The fact that you were down to your third-string quarterback and still picked that win up, that's huge. It ain't going to be as easy without, without Lamar. I know that they're playing bad, right? But Cleveland can move the ball a little bit better on offense than than Pittsburgh can, and so can Atlanta, and so can the Bengals. So, and, and you got to think the Steelers are probably going to play a little bit better in the second game. So, I mean, they still got a tough little schedule, but I do think that I may have jumped the gun saying that um, the Ravens weren't going to make the playoffs because I didn't take into account that they had the Steelers twice. How'd you guys? You guys catch any of that game? I didn't, but Sean Maynard was probably soiling in himself because he knows that the Ravens season is over just as much as we do. I mean, Rye. this Raven, this Ravens team, you can eat crow all you want, Rye, but this Ravens team is just not it. And, you know, they can run the ball all they want, but once they go up against a team that can stop the run, their passing game is horrendous. And that's including with Lamar. So I don't see this team... Although, like we said, Ryan, I was, I was on, I was, I probably, I'm probably the one that stuck it out there first that the Ravens weren't going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to go very far as a playoff team. And Sean, you know, just soil it in now because it was a great win against a P 
putrid Steelers team, but I don't see them getting much more uh, wins this year. Listen, they are – well, he said you're so sure, but you won't take my money. We are – Born again Christians, and we do not gamble on this show, Sean. We just give out, and I want to use this as a quick reminder, the Tom Flintlock of the week, which was a cash out this week. Let's not forget about that. Make sure that everybody here knows who got you paid this week. But outside of that, Sean, we will not take your money. I might. But, uh. <laughs> you like that response. All right. So what's that Ravens, bet, Sean? Sean, what's that bet? It was, that it was the Ravens won't, won't make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean I don't like the I don't like uh, the Sean, I'll bet I'll bet I I'll bet you right now that the Eagles will make the playoffs. That's a dumb bet. Anyway. Um all right, let me ask you a question. In what world name the one quarterback that literally played worse than both Tyler Huntley and and Anthony Brown. Kenny Pickett. Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> and what, yeah, like, I, I, listen, I know Mitch isn't anything special, but and not in a fucking world that I think Mitch would play worse than them two guys. And I'm and I'm I, I see Sean's comments and I'm going to somewhat agree to them. I'm not too pressed or scared for the Ravens going up against Cleveland because they haven't really proved anything, and Nick Chubb's one. Nick Chubb's not getting the ball, and Nick Chubb. I don't think Ravens have a top two run defense. Deshaun Watson hasn't proved anything special yet. I mean, this could be a breakout game for him. Atlanta, who knows what Ritter's going to do? We don't know what type of offense is going to be with Ritter, so we can't speak on that quite yet. But all that matters is Sean. The Bengals are going to win your division. If you want to put some money on it, brother, you know how to get there a hold of go. it. The Bengals go. are going bet. to win your division. That's a good bet, Sean. And that's Take. a lock. Now, that's, that's an even bet right there. The Tom Flynn lock of the rest of the season is that the Cincinnati Bengals are winning the AFC North. And, Sean, oh, easy money. We have a bet. Can we get the Lock details ironed out right here? Lock it in. What are the details? How much is the dollar amount? What did we say? A hundred bills, a hundred bones. Tom and Sean. Let me see. $100 on Cincinnati or Baltimore. Tom, you did tell me the other day that Sean is an emotional gambler. And if you pull at the right, if you tug at the right heartstrings, you could take advantage of him. Yeah, it's easy. Money I would just me. like to say, Sean, if you have anything available, I would like to second double down on that bet. If not, I will take a measly twenty dollars because twenty dollars is twenty dollars, and you just give the <laughs> money out. I'm willing to take it from you, Sean. Let's see. Let's see how fast he gets back to us with that comment. All right, let's jump into a game that. Only one person. Let me let me let me go double check. Lock it in, by the way, Sean. Lock it in. Only one person on this panel was able to correctly predict this game. I'm pretty sure. Let me let me I'm I'm going back to my handy dandy notebook just to make sure. 
But the uh, looks like Ryan took the Titans and Derek or Tom took the Titans and Derek took the Jags. D. Oh, Sean yeah, acknowledges. Sean acknowledges me. Okay. All right. I like it. All right. I'm in. Uh, for whatever amount. We'll figure it out. I'll text you afterwards. But Derek, how did you know that the Jaguars were going to rebound? You know how I knew? How because you just you know? keep on picking a team and they finally fucking win, right? That's how I knew. No, you know how I knew? I knew because of that luscious hair boy, Trevor Lawrence. That's how I knew. That's how I knew that Derrick Henry was going to come back and have a big game, but I knew that T-Law was going to come back and have a bigger game. He is the future of the NFL, baby. And you hear you heard it you heard it here first. Peyton even said in an interview one time, he's never seen anything like it besides when he was playing. That's how I knew this kid was something special because we know that if there's one brain in the NFL that well, that has played in the NFL, it's Peyton Manning. And he, when he I, sees talent, he knows it. And he and said it, that and he shows it. And, oh, of course he shows it. And he said, I believe T-Law must have went to one of his quarterback camps or some shit like that. And he said the kid was spectacular. And he's still young. And, I mean, he's in Jacksonville. This kid is playing in Jacksonville, the worst place you could probably ever play in your NFL career. And he's still, he's still, you know, making some noise. He had 368 yards today, three TDs. And like I always say, that magical number, zero interceptions. That's where yeah. you win at. That's where you win. You win when you don't turn the ball over, and that's what Trevor Lawrence did. He did not ball over. He just balled out like he's supposed to every game. Because I think you know what kid, I-, I think this kid has what it takes to be, you know, in the upper echelon of better quarterbacks in the league. And he did it today against a nice. I mean, come on, let, let let's not sleep on his Tennessee defense. This is a pretty good Tennessee defense. And they were playing them in Tennessee. Not the last couple of weeks they haven't been. <laughs> They've been getting fucking bombed on. Yeah, the, they, the only good. No, no, no. You go. The only thing that I was right about this game was Derrick Henry having a good game. But then uh, we're gonna keep going back. Where we, I mean, we, listen, we can call, we could, we could keep beating this dead horse. Derrick Henry had ninety rushing yards in the first quarter. Why did he? Why did the best running back in the NFL end the game with only 17 carries when he was averaging? What was he? He had to be averaging eight yards a carry at that point. You know why? Because Tom, they're because the Tennessee the, Browns. That's why he's averaging because seven yards a carry. I just, I don't get Listen, it. It's because the fucking NFL coaches, and in this case. Who's Tennessee's coach? Variable, yeah, are smarter than you and I, Tom. It doesn't matter that they have a running back who put up more yards in the first quarter than he did in his last three or four games total. In those games, it doesn't matter because when you have Derrick Henry, who clearly can't be stopped against a Jags defense that he always violates on one side, and then your flip side is Ryan Tannehill, it's fucking clear. You go and give Ryan Tannehill 
40 pass attempts after your stud running back has 90 yards in the first quarter. I mean, Tom, it's not rocket science, bro. When your <laughs> running back is great, you fucking abandon him and you give the ball to Ryan Tannehill. It's 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 science, Tom. That's why you don't get paid the bit. You don't got the answers, Tom. Mike Vrabel does. <laughs> Mike Vrabel got the answers, Tom, not you. You weren't out there on the field getting smacked around. Deciding to let Ryan Tannehill throw the ball to Austin Hooper a bunch of times versus giving the ball to Derrick Henry because be, that's how you win games is you let Ryan Tannehill and fucking Austin Hooper go play catch. But with this one, I understand. Like, in, in instances like this and, like, like exactly what the Falcons are doing, they're bringing in Ritter, Desmond Ritter, um, you know, rookie quarterback. They're bringing him in to see what he has. At this point, why don't you just bring in Malik Willis and just see not, what he? I, I don't understand why they just don't. That's not because if if you, if you bring if you bring in Malik Willis though, listen, if you bring in Malik Willis, at least you're bound to run the ball more than you are if you have a Ryan Tannehill who's a seasoned veteran in a league. I'd rather see Malik Willis in there, who I know they'll run the ball with Derrick Henry, than uh, Tannehill being. But bro, it's like that's not even it. And that's not even a guaranteed fix because it's like when Tannehill, when was Tennessee at their best this year? It was before they lost to the Bengals, before the, even the game they played the Bengals. They were not once. This is, this is Ryan Tannehill today was his big, was the most attempts he'd had in a game. After that first quarter that Henry had, that should be a fucking punishable crime. Like if I was the coach or if I was the owner of the Titans, I'm firing my coach. I'm not even being fucking dramatic. I'm firing a coach that hands the ball to Derrick Henry a bunch of times in the first quarter, lets him fucking rack up almost 100 yards in the first quarter, and then lets him get 31 yards over the rest of the game. And and you turn and let the games that they won when they beat Green Bay, Tannehill, 27 attempts. When they beat Indy, 20 attempts. When they beat Washington, 25. When they beat Indy, 21. When they beat the Raiders, 27. What did all those those games have in correlation? Derrick Henry was eating. Now, a lot of this does fall on Derrick Henry. So when I say the Cincinnati game and the Philadelphia game, I'm not, I'm not coming at Ryan Tannehill for those games because they did try getting Derrick Henry involved. They tried like shit to get him involved against the Eagles, and it just didn't work. But in this game, they tried to get him involved, and then it worked, and then they just stopped doing it. And they just said, okay, well, Ryan Tannehill is going to fucking lead us to victory here, folks. Right. It doesn't make sense, bro. I, I don't I, I don't understand Not at all. it. That's why I said I love that hat that, you know, I was ready to get on Barstool Sports and just, like, run – the damn ball. I don't know why we're not simplifying the game. Like today, Miles Sanders had 144 yards. Run the ball. I hate the screenplay. Like, all right, I'm, I'm okay with, you know, throwing a screenplay here and there. And this is a wide receiver screen. Not I, I, I've rarely seen the Eagles actually throw a, a halfback screen this year. But throwing that mm-hmm. wide receiver bubble screen is just like, it's fucking stupid. Just run the ball. You're probably going to get the same amount of fucking yards. If not, maybe a little bit more. And it's the same thing with Tennessee Titans. Like, your team, this is your game plan. Time of possession, run the ball, 
Let your defense be fresh and just fucking be out there doing their thing, you know, and let them just be a menace. But if the, if the offense is not on the field and the defense is on the field more than the offense, your defense is going to be tired. Listen. So wear that wear down the other team's defense. Run the ball. Prime example. If I give you a hundred dollars and I say you pick one of these teams to win this game straight up, you got the Carolina Panthers, you got the Seattle Seahawks. Who do you pick? Because all three of the people I'm, on this I'm, panel I'm losing, are I'm taking the Seahawks. Exactly. Today, which exactly. Sucks. And what the fucking Panthers did, and I'm only even saying this because you just brought it up. What the Panthers, do you guys remember our, the Eagles one loss this year against the Commanders? Do you remember what they did? They just ran the ball and they controlled the clock and they kept that Eagles defense on the field and they were able to kind of, that helped them keep the Eagles offense off the field. Well, Carolina did the same exact thing today. Bro, 46 rushing attempts compared to 24 pass attempts from Sam Darnold. And this team beats the Seattle Seahawks, who obviously they turned away from the rushing attack because of the fact that their stud running back is out. But look, even even the shit teams that just decide to run the ball and play the odds every once in a while, you get out of there with a good dub. And when you're a good team at doing that, when they don't they have Deontay Foreman and Chuba. They don't have Derrick Henry. Shit, the Titans even got a better quarterback. Shit, the Titans probably got better receivers, to be completely honest. So it's like it's like, come on, man. Like the, the shit just don't make sense. You know, it, you it, know it, what it, the crazy thing is, is these GMs and these owners probably think, oh, you know, fans want to see the ball. Fans want to see passing. They want to see the big explosive plays. It's like, no, I want to see my fucking team win. You don't yep. think Carolina fans were so happy to see we we just won. It didn't matter how we did it, whether we were passing the ball, running the ball. Obviously, passing the ball has not been working for this team. So they said, let's run the ball 50 times, and it worked. Run the ball. All us fans want to see is our teams win. That's all we want to see. And Carolina had the recipe for success today. They ran the ball. They have Sam Darnold at the helm. They're not going to pass the ball 50 times. I'd rather you run the ball 50 times with Hubbard and Pierce and try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Tom, talk to me about the uh, your your game breakdown this week. You had the Chiefs-Broncos, right? Yeah. So Chiefs went in and – they wound up getting a much harder fault game against the Broncos than I think anybody had anticipated. And I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if Russell Wilson doesn't go down with a concussion, there's a very realistic chance that the Broncos beat the Chiefs. Hundred percent. What did you what did you what did you feel about that game? I, I mean, I felt like I was on on hundred percent on the roll with what I said when the Chiefs were up twenty seven nothing. And then Somehow, Jerry Judy, Russell Wilson somehow magically learned how to throw a football to the end zone and found Jerry Judy not once but twice before halftime. And then they come out. He finds Mac, He finds Marlon Mack for a, 60, for a uh, 66-yard touchdown pass, gets the game within six points at 27-21, and then your boy Juju helps your fantasy team out a little bit with seven points with a catch for a touchdown. And then he hits Jerry Judy for a third time. 
brings the game within – he needs a touchdown to win the game, and then he goes out with a concussion. It was like Russell Wilson cannot win this year, not not just football games, but just anything. I mean, he plays like dog shit all year. He's done nothing. and He's proved us nothing. He's stealing money, highway robbery from the Denver Broncos, literally stealing that contract money from them. And then he comes out and has the best game of the season in week 14 against the Kansas City Chiefs, where the Chiefs are coming off of a brutal loss. Travis Kelsey still – it wasn't even a Travis Kelsey game. I thought it was going to be a Travis Kelsey game. It was your boy Jarek McKinnon. Is it Jarek McKinnon game? Yeah. But you're – it's just it's – like they got – obviously they had to start – they're down 27 nothing to the best offense in football statistically. And somehow Russell Wilson was able to put some points up. Like you said, Go he goes down with a concussion – and that pretty much just ended the game, and I agree with you. I mean, they had a really good chance to win that football game, and that would have yeah. been that would have been huge for the AFC. It would have been wild. Now, I'm still listen, and, and this game I, again, a win is a win is a win. But how you play in the wins and how you play in your losses matter, and it matters a lot. And when we're talking about getting towards the last couple weeks, there's only four games left after this week to prove yourself. And when one quarterback goes off and does what he does, and then Mahomes, I'm looking at his box where he throws three picks today. Like this shit is just working more and more in our favor. I feel like I feel like Mahomes didn't really Mahomes played good to get him up, but then he's the reason that they got back in. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you muted for a second. I cut that. Nobody's live. I cut it out. But your John's going crazy. Um. All right, you're good. D, how did you feel? Well, how did you feel about the Chiefs and Broncos? The one, the one takeaway that I will, uh, you know, say about this game was, I love the passion from Jerry Judy on one of the plays. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't catch much of it on, you know, what the, what it was actually about. Whether it was a pass interference. But this team is three and nine, and just the passion he showed, uh, you know, going up to the referee, he, he might have touched the referee a little bit. I'm not in agreement with that, but just showing the passion that these guys want to win still, it, I I just love that because I hate that you know tank mentality because we we've been through it with the whole you know trust the process thing. It was just nice to see that, and for Russell Wilson to have the game that he was having. It just shows that he's still got a little – he's got something in the tank. I don't know where it's been at the whole season, but he's definitely got something in the tank as being a, you know, a good a good quarterback in the NFL. And it's it's just crazy to me that we're even discussing, you know, about MVP status in terms of Patty Mahomes being up there when he had the game that he had. I just think that those crazy trick plays that – not, not, not even trick – Day, but just those crazy like get out of you know throwing off of his left foot or throwing off a of one foot or you know just just crazy throw is done like the I, I and I hate to say it, but I feel like the league is kind of figuring him out a little bit because he's he's like that backyard type of quarterback. 
Nah, I, I will. I will go ahead and disagree. I don't think that there's. I don't think the league has figured him out. I don't think that he's gonna stop doing that shit. I mean, he had just a couple games ago. He had that wild three sixty pass that he like. He's just gonna continue. I'm waiting for a time where he steps back and somebody's pressuring him on the right side, and they're on like the five yard line, and he just completely flips it to his left hand and dots somebody up in between two defenders with his left hand. Like at this point. I'm waiting for him to fucking punt a ball into the end zone to get somebody to catch it. He's just he is in a league of his own when it comes to when it comes to just you know how old people will always say the greatest quarterback of all time is gonna go down as Tom Brady, but the greatest, the most talented quarterback, a lot of people will argue that it's Rodgers because of the shit that he could do. And that's kind of the effect that Pat has. It's like nobody else. I love Jalen, and Jalen is doing like Jalen is playing smarter than Pat. I mean, Pat's not the smartest quarterback. He takes risks, but he's got the athletic ability to, and, and the arm behind him to, to, to make those risks. Right. You know, make them work in his favor. All right. Um, we actually got a pretty low-scoring game going on in Sunday Night Football. I was expecting a track a track meet here, but uh, it's 3-0, and both offenses are look. I mean, L.A.'s looking okay. Miami looks like shit. They got five yards. <laughs> Twelve plays, five yards. Like, I don't know what's up with that offense right now, but this is a chance. This is a chance for, for L.A. to kind of get a little separation early in this game. And again, Tom's boy, Justin Herbert, is just looking like dog doo doo. I mean, 13 for really 15 and 108 is not too bad, but three points, Tom. Three it's better points. than two. For, it's better than your boy, two or two for eight with 13 yards. Two is not my boy. There's one Alabama quarterback that I recognize on this podcast, and his name's Oklahoma, not baby. But anyway, Miami's your Miami was your team, brother. They are. Well, I, I still think they're going to win. Listen, at the I end of the day, bro, the only thing I need out of this game is nothing from Joshua Palmer, one touchdown from Keenan Allen, so I can win my other league, and nothing from Raheem Moster, and I'm good to go. And I feel like you're just on your way to getting let down. Uh, and, and listen, I, 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 I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna let you. I'll, I'll see you. Matter of fact, I will see you in two weeks. Then two weeks. Hey, two weeks. I'll take the bye week if I can get it. All right. So, Tom, lead this one, bro. Because actually, no, you sit your ass back down, Derek. You lead this one because you were the only one. No matter how much I continue to tell people. I'm bought in on this team. I continue to go against myself and pick against this team week after week, and they continue to make me look stupid. 49ers beat the Bucks 35 to 7. Brock Purdy outdueled the GOAT. Derek, what did you like from did what did you like from Brock Purdy? Or did he just is he a product of I guess my question is, did you did you watch a lot of this game? And if so, was it Brock Purdy making throws or was it just Everybody else around him is so fucking good that really anybody could do it. You you know what I say is it's the T-O-P. The only way you're going to win against somebody like Tom Brady is if you don't let him have the ball in his hands for the game. Don't give and Brady no time. San Francisco did that exactly. They had the ball almost 33 minutes and Tom Brady only had it for 27 minutes, which five minutes doesn't seem like a lot of time, but in NFL, you damn bet your ass that it is because that means that the San Francisco defense was on the sidelines for five minutes less 
than the Buccaneers defense. And if you give me one defense in this game, I'm taking the 49ers defense all day. And that boy, CMC, had a day. 114 yards. And the defense just did what they continue to do. And Brock Purdy, again, did what he was supposed to do. Didn't turn the ball over. Made sound decisions, which was hand the ball off. That's all Touchdown. he needs to do because he's not that well. You know, he's he's not all that. And I believe he did he did sprinkle in a, a, a TD. Um, but again, just handling the ball, run you know, run the ball. Don't let don't let Tom Brady have the ball. And you know, he just did exactly what he was supposed to do. 185 yards, two TDs. Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries, 119 yards. 8.5 yards per carry, which is just disgusting in the NFL. So Tom, you- that was just the difference. That was the difference. And I, that was that's what I was banking on. I wasn't I didn't believe in Purdy. I did not. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't believe in him, but I believe in his 49ers defense, which I texted you like earlier you in the day, and I mm-hmm. said, you know what? This is probably the only team in the NFL. I'm not gonna just gonna say the NFC, the NFL that I'm afraid of because this is kind of that team that went to the Super Bowl when they played the Ravens. They just their defense was just stellar. And they had some offensive weapons, but the defense was just spectacular and I feel like this is that same like this is kind of that same formula of, of success for the 49ers. I'm going to keep flagging you. I'm going to keep flagging you. I'm just flagging you down. Because I don't believe in them that much. No, they're not. Listen, I think the defense is really good. I also think that they've yet to face. Look, there's no other team in the league that does it like Philly. The Chiefs, they do it through the air. The Bills, they do it through the air when they're able to do it. The Vikings, through the air. Like, Philly picks how to beat you. Dallas can only do it if their ground game is going. The 49ers, they need the ground game going or they're fucking sunk too. Like, Nah, I'm taking I'm taking our boy. I'm not worried about none of them. Tom, what do you feel about the 49ers beating up on your goat? Uh I mean, listen, Tom Brady did not look good, but let me I'm just gonna break this down to you real quick one time. <clears throat> it's a crazy stat that I just seen is that 49ers defense played so good. But they didn't get one sack today. The Buccaneers didn't get one sack on a on a rookie quarterback. That means your defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, didn't get a sack. Mm. But week one against Tom Brady and the GOAT, Michael Parsons had two sacks. Mm. But anyway, to get back on I just wanted to shout that out. To get back onto the game. Well, yeah, I don't I don't understand your point with that. Because you don't need you don't need sacks to Affect the game, but go ahead. Wait, no, you're Michael right. You don't. Par- did Michael you... Parsons get a sack today? No. <laughs> so why are you comparing anyway. the game? Why don't you compare what they did today? Because he's anyway. an idiot. That's why. Um, two words. Michael Parsons didn't do a fucking thing. Tom still defensive player of the year. That's what my point was. Anyway, no. Derek touched. Derek touched on everything. I mean, their defense. All they had to do is uh, Debo goes down and gets carted off. By the way, it's a high ankle sprain. Uh, Shanahan said there is no break. So he didn't put a timetable for his return. Hopefully it's only a couple weeks. That's a big loss for them, especially for Purdy. 
Uh, he's just doing what he's supposed to do, what Jimmy G did, and what Jimmy D, what Jimmy D was doing. Um, is he's not turning the ball over. He's getting the ball into the playmakers' hands. Christian McCaffrey had a great game on the ground for only 14 carries. Uh, still had a, had two catchers for 34 yards and a touchdown. So CMC had a, a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Um, Brandon Ayuk showed up when Debo went down. Debo, I think, to have a good game before he went down. And they just rode their defense. I mean, you can see in the second half, they didn't have to really do nothing in the second half. They took their foot off. Um, they scored one, They scored once in the second half, and then they literally took everybody out. Yeah. Hey, um, well, do you want to remind? It's just a game. To my bad, Rye. Give me one second. It's just a game. No, go ahead. That I'm. I also agree with Rye. I'm not sold on this. I'm not sold on Purdy. I don't think when he goes up against an, let's see when he goes up against an elite defense like the Eagles, someone like that, or he has to. Let's see, see what he could do in January when he has to play in January, and he has to go on the road to play if they can get. If they, I mean, I'm assuming they win a division and they let's see if they can get out of the first round. Then they have to go on the road and play. Oh, they're winning their division. Their division is there's the second best team in their division is probably the Cardinals. I'm completely fucking off of the Seahawks. Don't th- no, they're winning their division. That that's a fucking lock. Lock that shit up. Fuck this. Fuck this Tom Flynn lock of the week sub that's still up. It's not that. <laughs> Yo, um, what what was I? I forget what I was gonna get at. But the the last game on the slate. Uh, is this Miami and LA game? Oh, real quick, because as much as Tom's been on the Bengals, right, and I've been on the Lions, and Derek, who was who was your Raiders. who did you go on this week? Uh, I know who he's, he's been on all year, but he was on the Jags, and I want to make sure what doesn't get lost is in translation is before he was on the Jags, his ass was on the Raiders, who who. For the second back-to-back game, there was a team that led 14 points in the last five minutes of a game and law, and both teams that led lost. It was the Monday night game with Brady, and then it was the Thursday night game with Baker, Baker, moneymaker, down in your Raiders. How'd you feel about that, D? We haven't got to ask you about that. I was disgusted. I felt like they kind of just honed it in and said, fuck it, this is our season. To lose to that Rams and that Baker Mayfield team was just disgusting. And you heard it here first. I will not back the Raiders from here on out. Maybe next season, but I will not be backing them from here on out. I don't Whoa. care if they play. The, I don't care if they play the Houston motherfucking Texans. I will not pick the Raiders for the next the, the next couple weeks for the rest of the year or whatever. Maybe next year, like I said, because I do think they have something going forward, but dude, I'm done. I'm done. Put a so fork you, in it. Are you at the Raiders? Are you at the point with the Raiders that I was with with the uh, Broncos? I am. I am at that point. Tom, you sound like you're about to say something. Yeah, I seen a I seen something that said that in the NFL with teams being. Uh, I'm trying to think. I, I like. I, I should have screenshot this fucking thing. It was something like teams were like four and five hundred and fifteen since a certain time when teams were when they were up thirteen plus points with with three minutes or under left 
So the team, there's only four times they won, and twice were this year in the same week when it was with you said Tom Brady coming back, and then with yeah. Baker Mayfield coming back, being down. I think Baker was down 13 points with like two, two and some change left. Three, three and some change. Three and some change. All I know is yeah. Eric's Raiders got baked. You know who else got baked tonight? The fucking Charlotte Hornets. Joel put up 53 on 20 at 32 shooting, added 12 rebounds. 53. Is he going to win an MVP this year, boys? Joe. No. If- you don't think so? Jeff- no. How come? Just there's just too much, there's just too much talent in the league right now. But before we move on to the NBA, we did miss one game. Dude, did you just see what happened? That is the Buffalo Bills. Oh, the Bills and the Jets. What happened in the game, Tom? Fucking Jeff Wilson rush, runs, fumbles the ball, and Tyreek Hill scoops it up for a, 40, for a 57-yard touchdown. <laughs> of course Tyreek Hill did that. <laughs> All right, so let's just touch on this game because I actually want to watch the rest of this Miami game because I feel like this is going to be a great game, so I want to catch the second half. But, I mean, anybody have any thoughts on the Buffalo Bills-Jets game? Rye, you kind of said that this was going to be a game where the Bills won and the Jets were going to lose. I know you've been riding on the Mike White train for, uh, you know, a couple past couple weeks. Josh Allen didn't have such a, you know, such a great game. But uh, what, what were your guys' thoughts on this game? I th- I think that the – I think that the Jets are done – I am off the Mike White train. Uh, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, I do think that they need to, and they are going to go back to Zach Wilson, whether it be forcefully through injury or just because, you know, at the end of the day, Mike White is it was a good story, and your team rallied around him, but now you're seven and six, and you're staring at an elimination from the playoffs. And when When you were in control of this thing just a couple weeks ago, and at the end of the day, as bad as Zach Wilson had been playing, he had led you to – I mean, Mike White, what's he got, the same amount of losses as, as Wilson got now? Or no, he got two losses. He got two losses, and they shared the one or whatever the case may be. Look, Mike White's not the quarterback of the future. Like I said, it was it was a fun punchline. But now it's – it's it, can you go back to Zach Wilson and see if he – has his benching three straight weeks of being inactive – has it flipped the switch? Has it done anything to his mental? And on the other side, this team, this Buffalo team, I don't give a damn that they're the one seed in the AFC. I don't give a damn that they got one of the better quarterbacks in the league and one of the best wide receivers. That team is destined to for they're destined for failure. There are between from all the hype in the beginning of the season to the Josh Allen injury to the Von Miller tearing his ACL, all the injuries they've had on defense. This team, if this team wins more than one playoff game this year, I'm going to be surprised. And, and I think that should be a successful season for them because of just everything that they've gone through. Um, I don't feel as much about that. I don't feel as good about the AFC East as I did back when we compared the AFC East versus the NFC East. I think Dallas and Buffalo are on the same tier with each other. And then obviously there's not a second team in the AFC East that can match up with Philly or second team that can match up with Dallas. But I don't feel as good about either of these teams right now. Um. Yeah, I'm 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 jumping on the train with you, Rye. 
Um, I mean, I do still, I do wholeheartedly still think Josh Allen is hurt, and I think it's affecting him more than what we think. Mm-hmm. But yep. it's it comes down to the this Jets defense is legit. Like, let's put it this way, Rye. If the Detroit Lions had the Jets defense, they would probably be undefeated. That's another team, just like the Broncos. If, if they had the Jets defense, they're undefeated. Jets had the Lions offense, the Jets are probably undefeated. Exactly. Same. Yep. It's like two thirty. It's like it's amazing watching these teams because well, in football, everybody. It seems like all. I mean, in new era football, everybody wants to see high scoring games. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to see a defensive slugfest anymore. No. So it's like. Jets games might be low scoring, but if they're playing some good defense, like they were playing good defense against Buffalo, like they had Stefan Diggs locked up. I mean, Dawson Knox finally fucking found himself into the end zone. Josh Allen didn't have a good game in the air. I mean, he he completed some he completed 16 passes at 100 out of 27, but he only had 147 yards. That's not a Josh Allen game. Yeah, no, he got shut down, too. So the Jets defense is doing what they need to do. They just need to find an identity on offense. And I don't know if that's going to – I mean, I don't know if they can sneak their way into the playoffs. I mean, they have some games. Hey, it comes down to next week, dude. Lions-Jets in New York. Lions. Lions are whooping that – Lions are going to – yo, the Lions are going to put a whooping on the Jets defense that I don't think they've gotten this year. Let's – I mean – some, it's gonna be like like it's gonna come down to where it could be a high scoring game or it could just be a game where the Lions can't put any points up because the Jets defense is so good, but the Jets can't put any points up because their offense just fucking sucks. Yeah, that's where that's where that Jets I, I think the Jets are gonna fall victim to their offense. I, I do. I think that that offense is just putrid. <laughs> but I, they do I, still I, have I too much hope for them. Yeah, me neither. I mean, they do still have some hope to sneak into the playoffs because of who they got to play. I mean, they can beat – They I don't think they're going to, but they can beat the Lions. They can beat the Jags. They can beat the Seahawks. I'm not saying they're going to. There are teams that they can beat knowing that their offense is – I mean, they just got to ride the defense's coattail against these type of teams. Yep. But I'm with you. I don't think the Jets – listen, I, yeah, I don't think the Jets are going to make the playoffs. I'll be surprised if they do. Buffalo is going to win a division. Um Buffalo still has – they still play – they play the Dolphins next week, then they play the Bears, then they play the Bengals, then they play the Patriots. I mean, there's a great chance where Buffalo – I mean, at, at this point, do we feel like, um, you know, Rob Salala or whatever his last name is, um, if he got a little ahead of himself taking Zach Wilson out, like do you think that Zach Wilson lost the locker room in totality at that point? No, I I think he did what he needed to do with Zach Wilson. I think if he didn't bench Zach right now, he's in he ran the risk of losing Zach Wilson, right? Um, and it doesn't seem as though that's going to be the case. I do think Zach's going to get another chance, but if you don't bench Zach Wilson, you run the risk of losing the entire locker room. And I would rather lose a mediocre quarterback than my entire team buying into me because now. That team's never going to buy into you. But at least at the end of the day, he can now justify going back to Zach Wilson. Look, guys, he made his mistakes. I fucking benched him. I penalized him. 
I did what I was supposed to do. He did what he's supposed to do. We let Mike White go for as long as we could. He's now hurt. He's not playing like like he did in that, you know, the glimpses he showed us against um, Minnesota. Or, like he's not – he's he's Mike White. He's the guy that got drafted by Dallas and never played. He's the guy that is going to be a backup for the rest of his life, right? Um, but that could be the same story with Zach Wilson. We don't know. But I, I think now with how everything has transpired with the last two losses being, you know, gut-wrenching, it's it's going to it's going to open the door for Salah now to can to keep his locker room, but reintroduce Zach Wilson. And you never know because all it takes, all it takes is one dub. Look, they got four games left, and every three of the four games are very winnable. And even that fourth game is pretty winnable for them with that defense. They got Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, Miami. If Zach Tal, if Zach Wilson comes in, let's say he comes back next week. And he beats the Lions, who have been world beaters. Now, the Lions, one thing about them, they will – they at the end of the day, they are still the Lions. So they're they're susceptible to dropping a game that they absolutely should win. So if Zach Wilson comes back, don't be surprised if they beat the Lions. And now that, that locker room rallies. Then he got a winnable game against Jacksonville. He's got a winnable game against Seattle before playing Miami to end the season. So he could come in and win a couple of games – and get that locker room back and and make give them that playoff push. And now we just – all we did was press the reset button on Zach Wilson. He's got almost a fresh slate, as, as fresh of a slate as you can get at this point. And, and you get to run it back and see what happens. But uh, it was an ugly day for football in New York. And, and he, that game – I watched a good amount of that game. That game sucked. That game was terrible. Yeah, I kind of figured that. I didn't catch too much of it, but again, I was kind of, you know, watching the score. And I thought this is a game where the Buffalo Bills are just going to open it up and kind of get revenge on them from beating them earlier, you know, a couple weeks back. And they just could not get it going. Uh, but I, right, I, I completely agree with you on, on all prefaces that this is a chance where he could kind of bring Zach Wilson in. You know, maybe the players have a, have a players meeting. And it's just like, dude, listen, we need you. You're obviously the the better quarterback in our um you know in our locker room, but just the bullshit that you're doing is just unacceptable. So let's go out there, win some games, and you know try to make a push to, you know, clinch some type of wild card uh, game or something like that. They got to do something. They got to do something because the the time time is running out for them now. They're they're losing games. They need to figure something to fuck out. I mean, look. They're still in the playoff race. At this point, they're still in the seventh seed unless the Chargers go ahead and win this game. But so for the time or if the Patriots win tomorrow, for the time being, they're still in a playoff spot. But two of the teams above them in the play in the in the wild card race are the Bengals, who are two and a half games above them, and the Dolphins, who are two games above them. And those teams are going to run away with those five and six spots. So that leaves the Jets, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Jags, Raiders, Browns, and and the other teams that are technically still in it. But that leaves at least the Chargers, Patriots, and the Jets all fighting for one playoff spot in which the Patriots have already beat the Jets twice. And the Chargers, if you give me as much as I think, as much as I think Herbert is not what people think he is, you give me Herbert or 
Zach Wilson and Mike White. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Herbert. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, moving off the NFL, which we love so much because it is the time of the year for football. Let's move on to something that's a little bit more interesting. Uh, how do you guys feel about the FIFA World Cup and the four remaining teams? Go ahead, Tom. I'll let you take this one over. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> watching the games, uh, I was watching the games at work on Friday, watching uh, Croatia beat Brazil was insane. I mean, it was, they, they just played a lot of defense, and it was just seems like, I mean, one of, I mean, during extra time and stoppage time, Neymar scores. You think the game's over? Uh, you think Brazil's moving on? And then in the 117th minute, Croatia scores, and you're just like, "Wow!" Now the game's going into penalty kicks. And if I would have, if I had a bet, put any amount of money, I would have never bet. I mean, I would have always bet Brazil was going to win this, and somehow they lost four to two on penalties. And watching the ball hit the crossbar was something fierce to send Brazil home. And then the same thing, watching Lionel Messi beat the Dutch in penalty kicks was awesome. And then, I mean, I didn't even know Morocco was any good. So, Tom, how, how do you feel about, you know, the whole debacle right now with Ronaldo being sat and, you know, essentially being a sub in that Morocco-Portugal game? Do you think that he would have been any type of, you know, catalyst in – I mean, again, he's one of the greatest in the world, but do you think that him being out affected that the turnout of that score? Do you think Morocco's just it they just have that momentum to where, you know, they're they're a good story and they're just going with that momentum in terms of, you know, winning these games. I mean, he's got it like like what Perfetti broke down to me, he's just got a shitty fucking attitude. I mean, he's older now. So now, I mean, this is probably his worst. His probably his last World Cup. Who knows? He's going to be in his forties, I, I believe, the next time the World Cup comes around in four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody thought it was a bad thing, including me, when they benched him against Switzerland. And the dude that they benched him for, Ramos, had a hat trick. For he had a hat trick. Mm-hmm. So I think it was more so he was a sub to come off the bench, but they wanted to bring youth in there, knowing that. This guy has to play, and it's more so his attitude, the way with with Man United, the way he left them, and with everything he's doing. It's just he think he acts like his shit don't stink, that he knows he's that good. But dude, you're like you're over. I, I honestly, I'm not a hundred percent positive how old he is. I'm gonna look right now, but I do know he's up there in age. Like I know he's not the youngest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the guy's 37, so you got to think. Next time he plays in the World Cup, he's going to be 41. He's just – Yeah, I don't, I don't even think Pepe did that. You know you, you know he's – I mean, we all know he's the greatest. Him and Messi are 1-1A. One one it's like they're the two best probably ever. Um, But finally getting to see Messi get to play in the semifinals is great. But – I think Morocco is like the team, like Croatia four years ago. Nobody thought Croatia was going to get to the finals to play the French, and they did. I'm not saying Morocco is going to make it, but they're like that dark horse, that dark horse team, like like that Davison team with Steph Curry and that go team in, the, in like the March Madness. They're like I think they're like one of them teams. 
All right, so, so the actual question. Okay, right, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. I'll wait mine. Now, I want to give you your breakdown, then I'm just going to ask basically ask the question of who do you think is going to the finals. So you just give me a little bit of your breakdown, and we'll go from there. Uh, Tom, Tom, Tom does a better job with soccer than I do. I, I agree a lot of what he said. Um, I think that Argentina is is that team. I watched a lot of the final with uh, I, I watched from the point that the Netherlands tied it. I actually it was, it was funny. I was dropping soup off Dan Ivan. I walked in and it was just so happened to be like the final of the game. So I sat down. I got to watch Netherlands score and then I watched the rest of that. Uh, the, I watched the overtime, then watched the penalty kicks, and it was just intense. And and just Argentina is a tough team. I think Argentina is gonna gonna. I, I think, <laughs> I think Messi's on a mission. I think Messi got them kids rocking. And then as far as as far as uh, Morocco, I actually haven't seen Morocco play. I seen France play uh, when they played England and when they play, when they beat England yesterday, but. I'm not. I'm not too sure. As far as a breakdown, I don't got much breakdown on soccer, but I do got some opinions on, on who's going to win. Go ahead. Give me. Give me your. Give me your final cup, and then your final winner. Your final cup team, and then your final winner. And give me your third place team as well. I think Argentina is going to beat Croatia. I think France okay. is beating Morocco. Okay. And then I think Morocco is beating Croatia for third place. Okay. And Argentina is winning. The FIFA World Cup. You heard it here first, people. Argentina winning the World Cup. Tom, who do you have? I have the same thing with Ryan, but I have the French beating Argentina. I think Mbappe is just too good. And I am going to be the tiebreaker and say that Messi wins the World Cup for Argentina. I'll ride with the Argentinians. And I still have the same thing, Morocco being in third place. But Tom, I do agree. Mbappe is a beast. So we got D. Me and you got Argentina winning France second, Morocco third. Tom got France winning Argentina second, Morocco third. Watch Croatia just win the whole fucking thing. That'd be awesome. (laughs) And that would be sports. That would be sports for you, honestly. That would be the epitome of sports. That is. That is. That's Tom. Can we get a World Cup? Lock of the week this week. What do you think? A World Cup special. Just give me. You pick one of these two games. You give us a winner. Not right now. You could do it later in the week. No, I mean I could give you. I'm just trying to think. Well, just think on it. Think on it. Give us a, lock a nice of the little. Week. A nice okay. little. I'll give you. You know. What are you giving us? A nice little same game parlay. Nah, no same game. We just want a lock of the week. Parlays are not locks. <laughs> yeah. We want a lock. This this one's a lock. Okay, go ahead. France wins. Mbappe scores. And France has more than six corners. Ooh, that's interesting. You went deep into the props for that one. All right, fellas, it's been a great show. And last show, we left, and I was turned up due to this. And I have one shot left, and I want to take it with you, fellas, for the Philadelphia Eagles advancing to 12-1. and Let's go. I take this shot 
and I will take a shot every week we get on here and the Eagles win, and I will double it or triple. Fucking, I'll take ten shots for every playoff game they win live. Oh Don't Jesus, ten shots, Jesus. Let's let's go no. with three shots. Let's go with three. Let's go with. Thank you, Derek. You're fucking saving me for myself. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It was a fun show. A little under two hours. We got to talk a lot about NFL. We got to talk some NBA and some FIFA World Cup. Tom, tell these mother lovers why they should never doubt you again and come get us again on Thursday to get the Tom Flynn Lock of the Week. <clears throat> or, just say, or just say bye, whatever you want to say. No. Um, I want to say, again, thank you for everybody that commented, that watched. Uh, you want to win some money? Just follow my lead. That's it. That's all I got to say. Tommy, I, like you know, I, I, I appreciate you being so humble, but I'll say it for you. My man, lined your pockets up this week. And don't miss the next week because you better be getting a second mortgage out because I promise you his next lock will be the lock of the century. Make sure you century, tune in Thursday century. night, 730. Like, share, subscribe on all platforms. Come on, invite a friend. And we will be doing a giveaway soon. I promise there will be giveaways. Uh, again, you guys like, share, and subscribe. Comment. You know, again, there's going to be giveaways. I'm going to try to get an MLB giveaway this week, I believe. Uh, I believe it's a autographed Kyle Kendricks jersey. So if you like Kyle Kendricks, that will be the giveaway. If you're a Chicago Cubs fan, again, like, share, subscribe, comment. Uh, we'll do, we'll, we'll let you know whenever it is. Also, we're going to be doing a playoff fantasy, uh, league type thing. It could be, it will be, uh, you know, our fans against the three dads of the filthy dad pod. We'll get all that information to you out on our Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. So stay tuned for that. Well, that did the close out for me. Catch us on Thursday, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye.